Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now for your host, Paul Mark. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. Today is episode 205 called Kissing Spine Syndrome, otherwise known as Bastrop Sign. We're going to be talking about what this is, who gets it, how it's diagnosed, and how we treat this conservatively, and so much more. But if you don't mind holding for a moment, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. At MedCorp Professionals, we offer mobility aids, bracing and supports, compression garments, post-mastectomy care, and much more. Your health and well-being are important to us. Your recovery is our priority. Our certified team will guide you to the right products based on your medical needs, recent procedures, or mobility restrictions. Visit us on Route 1 in Scarborough or at MedCorpro.com. We are Mark and Kelly Hassett, owners of MedCore. And we keep you moving forward. Welcome back, everyone. So, you know, we sometimes come across a diagnosis and you think to yourself, what am I going to do with this? Okay, how do I treat this? And some things are just very difficult to treat. Some things are really easy. Uh, we all have our favorite diagnoses. I know I certainly have mine and, and those that I know bring a challenge to me, uh, which I love. I love a challenge and I think that's why I continue to do what I do and it uh, entices me to continue to push forward uh, because a challenge is good for everybody. I think we learn a lot more when we challenge ourselves once in a while. So we're going to be talking about kissing spine syndrome and that's one of those where you know it can be a little difficult to make changes and to help people but there are certainly some things we can start with conservatively to head in the right direction so what is kissing spine syndrome well what happens is if you were to uh, look at the spinous processes of your spine okay or uh, what I like to do when I demonstrate this to a patient is I have them open up their hand and look at the palm of the hand and spread the fingers apart. And the fingers are the spinous processes. And I tell them, imagine your um, fingers are now becoming swollen. And because they are swollen, they are now closer to each other and therefore will hit each other a lot faster. Okay. So a couple things can happen. You can get an enlargement of those spinous processes over time, okay? So we see this process more in elderly people who end up with degenerative disc disease and some facet arthritis. And as a result, the vertebrae become closer to each other and therefore the spinous processes get closer to each other. And with time, we develop these degenerative spurs and breakdown and abnormality to the bone, and they can get a little bit thickened, and they are just naturally closer to each other, so they can develop this discomfort between the spinous processes, um, especially when they try to bend backwards. Um, people over time, you know, generally fall into a kyphotic position, okay, not only because of gravity, but oftentimes because the disc starts to degenerate, becomes thinner, and then we kind of fall forward naturally. Um, whereas the bony structures on the back don't usually compress. Sometimes they get a little bit thicker and that can propel a person in a forward direction. Um, we also see this in athletes who do a lot of extension, you know, uh, or a lot of extension and twisting. Uh, so like gymnasts are classic for this. And there's a population of people out there that just go undiagnosed with this. It's one of the this happens so much more often than we think. It just goes undiagnosed um, quite a bit. 
And, uh, and then we see this in people who have excessive lordosis. Uh, so anybody who has an anterior pelvic tilt in an increased or accentuated lumbar lordosis are at more risk of developing this problem, okay? How do you identify this? Well, it's pretty easy, actually. The pain is usually local in the low back. It's centralized in the low back. So they're going to be really tender in that inner spinous process space, Okay, and um, it, it sometimes will radiate to each side a little bit. They'll have some limited spinal mobility because everything around that area becomes tight, stiffened, especially if it's degenerative. Those ligaments will get a little bit stiffer too, um, and, and therefore they'll lose that motion. They will be most uncomfortable when they go into lumbar extension, and it'll be very localized. They'll put a finger right on it where it hurts. There is no radiculopathy associated with this, and if they do, it's probably because they have some other issue going on, and um, it's, it's pretty easy to recognize. If you do an x-ray, you'll notice that those spinous processes are closer to each other, and uh, sometimes they are enlarged and uh, causing some compression back there. So how do you treat this? Um, the first thing you want to do is you want to start correcting the lordosis. So maybe if they're having trouble with this in a seated position, you know, getting a, a good seat for them so they have a little bit of um, lumbar control, but also something that may flex the hips just a little bit more to roll the pelvis into a posterior pelvic tilted position can open up that space and make it a little more comfortable. You want to optimize the flexibility of the hip flexors because when those are tight, they pull you into an anterior pelvic tilt, which causes more compression on the spinous processes. And then you want to make sure that you're strengthening the abdominals and the gluteals, which also help to pull that pelvis back into a posterior pelvic tilted position and try to hold that there a little bit more. Now, you can do some local modalities to the area. I've done things like uh, IFC and some moist heat to the region. Uh, you could even do some iontophoresis if it's really close to the skin and, um, you know, anything that could be a pain relieving modality to that area and help loosen that patient up so they can get into flexion a little bit better uh, can be helpful. Some folks will need to go to the next step, which would be a steroid injection into that space just to decrease inflammation and uh, make life a little more comfortable. And if that spinous process is just too physically enlarged, uh, then surgery is indicated um, to have that uh, trimmed out and uh, make some more clearance there. Uh, we do know that you know people who end up with uh, spinal fusion surgery usually have an expansion, so they lift the the house off the foundation a little bit, so it now gives them more room. And because they're fused, they're not going to extend there as much. So I think there are a lot of people out there with degenerative spine disorders that uh, also have kissing spine syndrome. It just goes unrecognized. Um, but, you know, to really isolate it, it's localized to the low back. It's really localized to the spinous processes. They have more discomfort when they are extending, and that causes compression there. And so these uh, folks, you know, that's how I would treat them. That's how I would diagnose them. And again, um, you give it your best conservative shot before uh, they go on to see a neurosurgeon or orthopedic spine surgeon um, to have this addressed on a more aggressive level. Folks, 
Uh, for those of you who are watching uh, and listening, thank you so much uh, for your support and for all the comments we get. Uh, we just received some some great comments. And also another one where, uh, you know, somebody said, hey, listen, you know, love the content of your program, but your intros and outros are a little too loud, um, especially when I project them through my clinic or through my office. Um, so that's all great feedback. And we're going to make those adjustments as we go just to make the uh, podcasting experience just a little bit better for you. Again, don't forget to send me your questions. If you have questions you want me to put on the show, I'd be more than happy to try to uh, help you out and get to the bottom of um, you know those issues. And uh, I'll do my very best to help you out. So folks, I hope you liked today's show. If you did, please make sure you go over to uh, Apple iTunes and, uh, and or Apple Podcasts, I guess it's called now, and uh, give us a rating and review. And uh, be sure to check out all of our other social media content, which is linked into the show notes today. Folks, take care and have a great day. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.